Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And we got another legend in the house. We got J.R. Giddings with us. He's in his car uh, doing the coaching thing. You know, he's out on the road. Uh, he has to, do, hey, J.R., don't, hey, we love you, brother. That's the work you got to put in this. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Coop, and you know I look up to you, man. You know you're the legends of all legends. Just what you've done on and off the court and coaching, I mean, I'm another Lobo trying to follow in your footsteps. So it's a big honor being on here. Appreciate it. Thanks for being on with me as well. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you, I appreciate JR. you, buddy. Uh, first of all, JR, we got ties. That's why I'm loving you a lot because JR is a Lobo. And he went to the University of New Mexico. We won't say where he came from. I say Kansas, okay? But that's neither here nor there. It's about being a Lobo now. Uh, your days as being a Lobo, what do you remember? <laughs> Get that hat down, Ari. <laughs> Uh, what do you remember? What are some of your fondest memories about playing at the pit? Uh, you you said, oh, oh, yeah. My fondest days of playing at the pit when we were just winning and it was rocking and it was loud. And I remember one time going down the lane and dunking the ball on somebody and I screamed and I couldn't even hear myself scream. And that's <laughs> the classic pit days that I remember that I love playing in. And, you know, it's just an amazing experience, man. I, I hope that we can get back to those days of old for the current team. Well, they're going to turn it that way again. Real quick, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but tell us how you came about coming to New Mexico. Well, uh, after transferring from the University of Kansas, I saw that uh, Danny Granger, he got drafted first round above Wayne Simeon. So Wayne Simeon was Big 12 player of the year, and he got drafted 29th. And, um, and Danny mm -hmm. Granger came out of the Mountain West. He wasn't player of the year, and he was drafted 17th to – to the, you know, to the Pacers and then saw that you had got drafted Luke Longley. And so it was just a list of Charles, you know, Spider Smith. I saw that if you went to New Mexico and you played the right way in that conference, that you would have a chance to get drafted. So that was why I strategically chose the Lobos because of the pit, the organization, Coach McKay. And, and just when I came out here on my visit, you know, a lot of people don't know about Albuquerque and just the love that I received from the town and the city just on my visit and the players. I was like, you know, like, where do I sign? And then at that moment, I figured out New Mexico was a hidden jewel. And I've been a low bone bleeding cherry and silver ever since. Isn't that amazing, JR? Because again, that was the one thing that attracted me to Lobos. But I remember going down there in 1977. Uh, in those days, you could walk right on the plane and then they pulled them steps up and you had to walk down. And I remember turning around, looking back west. And I said, I can almost see L.A. Because again, at that time, it was a lot of small. But once I arrived on campus and did my tour, it was like, it's truly the land of enchantment is what it is. And you know what? The fans gravitate to us. And man, what other better place to play than that pit? 19,000. They were standing, standing room only ticket. I had never seen anything like that in my life, but it truly was an experience. And I was glad to, to have went there. So you get drafted the 30th pick in 2008. And this is where you and I are going to have a problem, JR, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> we go to the Celtics. Tell me what that dreadful experience was like. <laughs> hey, honestly, look, I'll say this, and it's not its not because of you, Coop, but it's partly because of you. I'm a Laker fan, you know, and um, I remember growing up and my dad talking about you before I came to the Lobo. So I knew about you before I came out here, man. Wow. It was crazy. But anyway, so it, for me, it was it was a good experience to get my name called, you know, uh, and at the end of the day, they won a the world championship. And for me, you know, I – you know, I, I wish, you know, I would have got a better opportunity because, you know, just being behind the Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Ray John Rondo at that time, you know, 
Doc wasn't bringing around any young players. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, my two years was over with. I, and then I spent 10 years overseas. I just wish, you know, being a first-round draft pick to a super historic uh, organization like that, I wish I would have got a chance to rock because, you know, that window of opportunity is small. And uh, I never made it back to the league after that. So I loved getting my name called and being drafted, but I really wish I would have went to a different team. So I would have got an opportunity to build some confidence and to try to play myself into another contract. That would have been a, uh, that would have been nice. You know, those are difficult times that young players don't understand. When you go to a great organization like the Celtics and like the Lakers have developed in, I wasn't in that situation because, again, when I got to the Lakers, it was kind of like fledgling and in disarray. So I was given a better opportunity. But uh, again, I say that facetiously as far as the Celtics. I hate green. I truly do hate them. But again, <laughs> I still love that organization because you know what? Uh, the Lakers and the Boston Celtics changed basketball back then where it has truly become something special. So uh, uh, tell us some of the experiences you had with the, uh, 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 who'd you say, um, Raja Rondo on the team, Garnett was on the team. Yeah, uh, Garnett. Those great Rashid, players. Rashid Wallace, uh, Paul Pierce, and, um, and, and Ray Allen. Well, just being around those players that, you know, are Hall of Famers, you just really see, like, their their mental approach to the game, their work ethic, and what makes them be elite and just – them hitting big time shots, making big time plays. I remember we'd be playing the historic Lakers in the playoffs when Kobe was there and just the attention to detail with the scouting report. The scouting report was this thick and you knew where Kobe wanted to catch the ball and, and LeBron where they wanted to catch the ball and what percentage of the court that they shot on this side and what they were good at and they weren't. And it was just being around those historic players and, and, and that organization, just seeing basketball literally at its highest level. You know, you you were there for so many years, an NBA champion, and you know what goes off into that. And somebody like myself that didn't win a championship that but was around a, a championship team, I mean, you really see basketball at its highest level from coaching to people behind the organization because a championship, you know, it, it comes from everybody in the organization. And you see how classy and how hard they work from top to bottom. And it's, it's truly impressive. Wait, hold right. on, Coop. I, I forgot about this. Now he's bringing up uh, LeBron James's name. So Giddens had a really awesome high school slam dunk competition against LeBron. you talk about that, JR? <laughs> yeah, that was so long ago I had hair. I think me and Coop had her at that point. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, but I remember when I was a kid, you, I, was, hey, I remember watching video of that. Those days are over. But, uh, no, it, it was a great experience. And I'll say this. I had seen LeBron uh, my whole life because we were the same age, and we were in the same McDonald's All-American game. But I remember truly being at that game, being 6'5", six, six, probably like 175 pounds, uh, soaking wet. And LeBron James was 6'9", six, 6'8". 240 pounds and at that moment you know I, I could dunk from the free throw line and there was some other athletic people that Shannon Brown Indy EB he went out of high school and Charlie Villanueva but his athleticism and his speed at that size to be 240 pounds I mean it was just remarkable like right now I'm about 221 and I feel pretty solid imagine that LeBron was bigger than me when he was 17 18 years old and seeing that up close I man it, it was just he, he was the chosen one. We could see at that moment that that guy was built different. Like, he, he's special. But you went toe-to-toe with him in that dunk competition. Because, I mean, you had you, – your athleticism was off the charts. Man. I mean, I remember, especially when you went to KU, those dunks were just – they brought the house down. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, I'm still windmilling, taking it between the legs. Hey, Coop, I don't know if you know this. Yes. I won I a slam dunk contest last year for the, for the Lobos with the current players and – 
the guys we had a dunk contest and uh, this is last year. This was last year. I won that at 36 years old because we had the TBT still jumping team. like that. Oh yeah, I'm still between the legs, windmill. Coop, look, I retired to take this head coaching job at 35, but I could have played till 39, 40 easily. Like I, I won a couple championships that year overseas. I was feeling good, and when the when the pandemic hit, we all came home, and so I got offered this job in the pandemic. So I didn't have a farewell season. I got offered this job, and that's how I retired. Like Coop, I woke wow. up the next day. And was just like, man, this it's really over. Like, there's no more basketball. And that's that was wow. my retirement. I'm happy for it. But at the end of the day, like, I retired not even thinking that I was I, – I didn't think I was going to stop playing, man. It was crazy. Damn, wow. you know what? It hurts me to step out of bed. You know how you get out of bed and you put your feet on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> and you still jumping, putting the ball between your legs and windmilling? Hey, I, yeah. I, you know what? You are blessed, my brother. <laughs> yeah, God, God is good. You know what I say, man? Once – if you keep your legs strong, that's that's the key to keeping your body moving. Just keeping your legs, keeping your core strong, staying active, and uh, you know, being being a college coach, I'm able to do that. Sometimes I play with my girls, and then we do the TBT in the summer times, and you know, so I've been able to to keep it. I haven't lost it yet because uh, once I lose it, man, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I'm not ready yet. You do like me, just looking at it and just admire it and appreciate it from afar. But before we get to you retiring, Jr., you know, you like you said, you go to the Celtics, you're around a lot of great players. And, I, you know, I'm a kid from Pasadena. I didn't have much growing up. And one of the things that I always used to dream about and read about was just traveling the world, you know, what I wanted to do. And I always tell kids this. If you play, especially basketball, but if you play sports, sports can take you some, some places that you never have dreamed of and never thought you could have. And for you, you've been to Greece, you've been to Spain, you've been to Italy, Puerto Rico, Argentina, Mexico, just to name a few. Tell us about your experience and about your adventures where basketball has taken you. Hey, Michael Cooper here. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports actions this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile websites to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Tell us about your experience and about your adventures where basketball has taken you. Well, um, first off, I had to realize, you know, how, how blessed we are here in America. And that was the first thing that I learned about going overseas and just knowing that the food's different, the way they dress is different, the culture's different, and it's opened up my eyes so much. And the biggest thing for me playing over uh, overseas and in South Latin America is I have a son that's in the Dominican Republic, and uh, he spe I learned how to speak Spanish. I'm probably like 80, 90% fluent in Spanish. He's about wow. to be five. And now, you know, I live a lot. I used to, at the end of my career, I lived over there for like the last four years of my career on enough to be near my son. JR, sorry to cut you off real quick. You ain't like Sean Kemp, are you spreading your seed no. everywhere? I have one child. <laughs> I have one child, Coop. I have one okay. child. So, All right, no. we're going to let you go. I'm sorry to cut you off. I had yeah. to get there. No, no, it's, it's just amazing just to see how the life is, the culture over there and the food and yeah. just living over there full time. Like I did about 16 months straight over there one year, just 
raising my son and playing professional basketball. And that's the experience that I can say I've taken from that. Like, you know, when you immerse yourself in a culture of a country, of a country and then, you know, and, and you see how life is there on a the day to day and, and just, you know, you really truly, you know, see how blessed we are in America as well as, I mean, I lived on an island for about four or five years and I could go to the beach within 15 or 20 minutes of, you know, any job that I had out there with my son and see the world and speak Spanish and eat food. Like it, it was truly an amazing experience, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. So Italy and uh, the Dominican Republic are my two favorite countries that I've ever played in. An amazing experience from food to culture to people. Like, I mean, it's, Italy is historic in, in so many ways as well. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. Hey, you played in Italy, didn't you? What part of Italy did you play in? It's in uh, Brescia. Okay. It's about 45 minutes away from Milan. So uh -huh. I was in Milan quite frequently and we go to Rome and just uh, like I said, touring the Coliseum and the food. Like I'll tell you guys something, you know, there's no such thing as chicken fettuccine Alfredo pasta. Like, <laughs> that's like American. America's made up. Huh? That's America. That, we make that up, you know, like over there, they don't make it like that. So I get over there and I'm asking them for this pasta and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm looking back at them like they're crazy. Like, and they're like, no, 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 that's American dish. And I'm like, what? And they broke it down to me and they eating like two or three different plates. The chicken is different from the pasta. That's so funny. I had to, I had to learn that in an awkward way, but it, it's a funny story to tell. You know what? Uh, I played, JR, when I finished, I went overseas and I played uh, for Il Messaggero in Rome. And you are Ooh. so right about that because uh, the one thing I learned and appreciated over there is that the day you go out and you do your grocery shopping, it's not like us where you buy food and put it in the refrigerator. You, you, you buy it and you eat what you buy that day. The vegetables might hang around a day or two, but any meats that you buy, you cook it and you eat it. I really learned to appreciate, plus I lost some weight over there because they were there <laughs> eating. Uh, but it, it was a great experience for me. Like you said, the Coliseum, uh, the things as young people we hear about, you know, uh, Rome being the center point of religion, you know, the historical things that happened biblically yeah. over there. I really enjoyed my time over there. I stayed over there for the whole year. And see, Coop's making fun of you, but he found it. He got a European wife too over there. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> It happens. It happens. Hey, you're listening to Showtime with Coop. Our guest today is J.R. Giddens, and we're at the point now to where we're at Coop's lightning round. And J.R., I'm going to give you five names. You tell us as much or as little about the, the people I'm about to ask you about, okay? Okay. Okay. Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, uh, we played together in the 2003 McDonald's All-American game and also my first two years at the Celtics. Kendrick kind of showed me a lot to, you know, try to get along and, and fit into the system at Celtics because he had got drafted out of high school. He's a great person. He's an amazing uh, personality on TV right now. So I'll just say carry the hell on. <laughs> Larry Bird. Oh, man, Lobo legend. And one of my favorite Larry Bird stories is uh, when uh, I forgot who was guarding him, but he took it so offensive that they put a, a white guy on to guard him and not a black guy. And that's one of my favorite bird stories. And he just lit this dude up, but he took it so personal and offensive. Like, you know, hearing that story about a white guy talking about another white guy is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Richie McKay. Richie McKay, uh, man, uh, very, very, he walks with uh, God and uh, 
You know, he's one of, that's one of the reasons I transferred to New Mexico. It was also about the basketball, but he, he cared about Jared Giddens as a person and everybody recruiting me. Um, nobody was talking about that. And I'm so grateful for him bringing me here to New Mexico because I bleed cherry and silver and just the opportunities that New Mexico provide has provided for me after retirement and treatment here, man. Like, I mean, Coop, you know how, you know how it is and you're, you're bigger than me here. I mean, every, every day I go somewhere to the gas station or to a restaurant and people tell me how much they loved how I played well for New Mexico and I'll always be a Lobo. And it, it's, it's, you know, even when my family and my friends come out here and they see that on the everyday, they understand why I live in New Mexico and it's, it's an amazing place. Steve Alford. Steve Alford. Oh, gotta love Steve Alford. Cause, uh, he got me drafted. I was able to become player of the year under him and he brought some discipline to my game when I really needed it in my lifestyle. And, and, you know, we were able to finish second in the Mountain West Conference and the, the pit was crazy that year. So I'm forever thankful for to Steve Alford for uh, pushing me to become the, the best player I could be my senior year. And last but not least, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Ah, that's always a touchy subject. I think that he's a great coach. I wish... I wish, you know, it took me 23 years to get drafted. I wish you to give me a chance. And this is the funny thing I'm going to say about Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers lets Ben Simmons shoot threes, and he told me I should never shoot threes. That's BS, Doc. How you going to let Ben Simmons shoot threes and not me? The man had me limited, and, you know. That's all I said about him. You hit threes. Well, why can't you shoot threes? You were always hitting threes. That was always part he of your game. He told me I should never shoot a three because I was Dwayne Wade athletic. Like, the man stifled my game. So, in practice, Paul and Ray them. They used to back up off on me, and I couldn't shoot threes. I couldn't use pump fakes. And it's hard to get back past somebody when they got, like, a three-four-foot three, cushion on you. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy times there, man. Yeah, yeah weird, right? And you know how I was a three-point assassin at, uh, at Kansas. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird, man. Like, don't shoot threes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's really weird. Well, you know, JR, when you get to the pros and you come in as a rookie, your your uh, your sight limited. line is limited a little bit. So, I, <laughs> hey, I, I feel your pain because that's what they told me with the Lakers. Coop, don't shoot, play defense. Don't shoot right. at all. Right. It's on Coop not to shoot. <laughs> yeah, Coop was skywalking, though. You have uh, a – Coop, you, Coop go ahead. Is, Coop is a player to where you don't have to call the play for him. He's going to make it happen. Just let him be in the mix, and it's going to turn off in the showtime, man. I love watching you play, man. Your game, like I said, uh, it, you didn't eat the ball, man. You just put you out there. You're going to make something happen, and it's going to look good, man. Well, JR, you know what? I got this. This uh, I got it down quick. The only way I was going to get the shoot is I got me some steals and deflections. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to hey, do that. that's the truth. That's the truth, man. And oh. you were getting them. You wow. poke a pass out. Skywalk, throw one down. I've seen it a million times, man. Thank you, Jr. So, like you said, you retired. I uh, got a couple more minutes with you, Jr. Again, thank you for your time. You haven't. You retired, uh, and you're coaching women now at Northern New Mexico. You know what, Jr. One of the most satisfying things I've ever accomplished and ever had a chance to be a part of uh, was when I retired. Is I started coaching women, and I coached uh, the Sparks for ten years, and then I coached the USC College women's team for four, four years. So I've been around the game, man. What are some of the things that, well, um, first of all, do you enjoy coaching women? I enjoy coaching basketball, and I think coaching women gave me a deeper appreciation for the game because I think it's a lot more structured than men's basketball, a lot more play calling, a lot more strategy and technique. Not saying that it's not used in men's basketball, but you know the style of play is a lot different, especially at the level that I'm at. You know, I don't have players that can you can just throw the ball to and they go one-on-one. -on -one. Like, we're in a system passing and cutting and a lot of play calling. 
one of the things that I appreciated about women is that, like you said, that they're not that athlete that play above the rim. Women's game is truly below the rim. And the thing I appreciate, they always said there's two things they are about women. One, they look good in their uniforms. You know, the women look better than the guys because guys wearing baggy pants. And then the second thing, which I think you'll learn to appreciate this, they smell better when they come back to the huddle. Because I used to call timeouts, at least Leslie and them, they perfume and all of that, as opposed to Shaq and Worthy and these sweaty, stinky guys. I mean, do you see that too? <laughs> For me, I, I haven't even noticed that. But look, I got I got allergies, Coop. I can't look, I can't see, I can't smell. But no, the thing the thing that I really appreciate about them is just, you know, at the end of the day, like you really gotta earn their loyalty, man. And with guys, you know, us being the players that we are, they respect us a lot more because we played at a high level, especially you, for so many years now. With my women, you know, I had to go off from there and earn everything. So by the end of the season, you know, it's my rookie season when we really came together and they bought into the season and stuff. We ended up, uh, we finished five and winning conference and uh, went to the major conference tournament for the first time since uh, 2016. And I, I think they started believing in me. And I was just like, you know what? I had to earn this trust. I had to build this bond with with these young ladies. And, you know, it was, it, I, had, I had to work for it, man. They kicked my ass for about 75% of the season. And then at the last 25%, you know, I was starting to get things and, and they were starting to trust and buy into my system. And, and I felt like it was just well-earned and nothing was given to me with them. They are. You got to appreciate the smells. Women do smell <laughs> good, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, they smell and they, look. Listen, I was around, I was around, I'm not going to say his name, but I had a player that I played with professionally. This guy stunk so bad, man. Every time he came to Mark Lansberger? Like, offensive. I appreciate the smell of women. Call time yeah. out, man. Y'all kumbaya, hug each other. Yeah. He said that to Lee, by the way, he said that to Lisa Leslie on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Well, the good thing is, you know what? Now that you know, now that you've uh, opened up my uh, my mind a little bit, I'll open up my senses and see if I if I can notice. And you know what I do notice that the boys team, they do smell, they do smell more strongly, but us being men's players, we're used to it. So you are right, Coop. I, I didn't have any girls on my team that had bad B.O., but there's a few guys on the men's basketball team, for yes. sure. They for are. sure. I'm just opening up your coaching world a little <laughs> bit more. Just put me on, Coop. I appreciate it, man. Hey, JR, last question for you, because I know you got to get on your way. Your thoughts on the NBA today? Um, well, the game has changed, man. You know, I, I one thing that I don't like is when they compare your era to the era now, because you guys are seriously gladiators. And, I, and I'll even say that with the guys, you know, in the football area, the way that technology has changed and how they can, you know, have these knee surgeries and all of these things to prevent, to prolong your career. Like you guys were really warriors back in the day. So nobody should ever compare your era to this era because you guys are way tougher. But by saying that, the skill level that's in this era of basketball, especially with the fours and the fives, being able to handle the ball pass and, and shoot and stretch the four and, just a step back shot, like in our day, or especially in your day. But I remember a step back shot was considered bad because you're taking your momentum away from the basket. And why would you do that? Now you're going to short your shot. Now it's used as a, a way to get space to where you do get a good base. And you see these players able to hit those shots and just the dribble combinations that's that's going on with Kyrie Irving and Stephen Curry off the dribble shooting threes. Like back in the day, the only a few players are really able, allowed to shoot those threes, and those were the shooters. You yeah. know, the Reggie Millers and those guys. You know, now 
everybody can shoot the ball. The games have changed and it's evolved. And, and yes, it is more finesse and it'll never be like the gladiator days that you played in. So I appreciate the, the technicalness uh, and, and the evolution of the game. And I appreciate it. But I think everybody's going to love the old gladiator days that you guys played in where you could just snatch somebody out the out the air and it was just a free throw and nobody thought about it or a hard elbow or you you saw basketball players back in the day they were they were some tough dudes now this you know this time the, the times have changed you know what Danny Manny told me and uh when I was when I was at Kansas he was uh he was the manager at that time um he was like I'm gonna win every NBA he's like I'm gonna win every fight that I'm in now in this NBA and I was like what do you mean he's like because it's soft they gonna break it up he's like I'm gonna land one punch I'm going to back up. They're going to come between, and it's over with. I want to fight. He's like, it's simple. I'll win every fight. And, you know, yeah. he, he, has some, he has some point to him, you know. Back yeah. in the day, people were squaring up and throwing a couple blows and ready to get it. Like Cooper, Cooper's doing down. it. Cooper's squaring yeah, they up. they might come down. Them first couple possessions, if people didn't like each other in the old days, that first hard bumper contact, hey, they were putting them up. I'm telling you, and people were letting them go for a few seconds, you know. Yeah, I didn't know you were this funny, man. <laughs> I really, really appreciate you, man. Before I let you go, you got to answer one question. Who wins the championship in the NBA today? Uh, this year, man, this year I'm going to have to go with the Warriors, man. I think that, you know, Klay Thompson's back. I, you know, even though KD and Kyrie's there, I'm just not going to pick Kyrie because he doesn't have a championship without LeBron. KD doesn't have a championship without the Warriors. They're the two most fantastic players, but to me, the Warriors is the best team, and I think that they're going to catch their rhythm, you know, in, in the right time and, and win championships like they like they've been doing. Can you win? Uh, you know what? If they win, I'll cheer for them. But I'm not going to sit over here and say that I'm I'm picking them to win a national championship right now. I just want to see good basketball, and the Lobos aren't in there, so I'm not picking anybody. But I just want to see great basketball at this point. That's an acceptable answer, JR. I appreciate it. I love you, man. It's going to kick me off. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dude. I appreciate everything. Let me know what your schedule is, okay? Uh, uh, you, anything you want to say? Little platform? What are you doing? Uh, Ari, I appreciate you having me on. I'd like to give a shout-out to Ryan Cordova, my athletic director. Uh, he's the first one to give me a chance in coaching. And then a super uh, salute to you, Coop, man. You're uh, – you're truly a legend. You're, walk, you're a living legend, walking inspiration, man. Uh, just to see the things that you've accomplished as, as a black man is amazing. Uh, you know, as a Lobo that uh, went pro and is now coaching, I hope that I can follow in your footsteps and be able to reach a, a higher level of basketball. I'm going to work my butt off every day to do that. And uh, thank you just for the encouragement that you that you give us, young black men out here in the world. You've done things the right way with a class act, and I continue to hope nothing but the best for you. Yeah, I thank you, sir. And uh, I thought you said bald man, but you said black man, right? <laughs> black man. Too. So black man. Line with Coaster. You got that bald head. JR, hey, have a great day, sir. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, Coop. All right, all right. You guys have a wonderful day. Okay, Peace. take care. Thank you.